You're listening to the Neighbors and Nations podcast. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Neighbors and Nations. Uh, This podcast is designed to stir within its listeners a passion for missions, both local and global. And I'm glad you've joined us today. And I'm especially thankful to have as our guest today, a good friend and a guy that I work with here at First Family Church, uh, R.J. Parks. Welcome to the podcast, R.J. Hey, thanks, Dad. Happy to be here. You've got the coach's voice this morning, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I got something going on here. Uh, it, it may be coach, or it could just be a cold, maybe. Yeah. Right? Or, well, we just had camp last week, so I think it's uh, I think it's part of that. So a lot of yelling was going on. Well, that's a good segue because you talk about camp, and you're referring to Flash Camp, right? Yep. And so we're going to talk today about Flash. It's an acronym that stands for something. RJ will tell us more about that. But let me just give just a brief runway. Um, I want to speak with RJ and have him share with us how he uses Flash and what it is and how it's really born out of his heart for our community. And so this is really, um, this episode will be aimed really at local outreach, local community um, serving and outreach. And so it's just part of uh, what we do on this podcast is we help stir within people, our listeners, a heart for both local outreach and global mission. So today, RJ... Let's kind of dig into this thing called Flash. And I'll never forget the time that we were in a staff brainstorming kind of retreat setting, and we were talking about ministries that have developed out of our church. And the guy who was doing the retreat misspelled it. And so on the board, (laughs) we realized we had a flush ministry. Flush. (laughs) (laughs) We quickly changed that, though. Yeah, that was comical. We know it's Flash. (laughs) So, yeah, tell us a little bit of what it stands for and maybe the origin a flash and kind of give our listeners, uh, bring them up to speed on what it is and how it got started. Yeah, sure. So flash actually is an acronym. Like you said, it stands for future leaders, always serving him. Um, that is something we really ingrain with our kids, uh, kind of talk through what each one of those letters stands for. Um, children obviously be in our future. Um, we do try to teach leadership qualities through basketball. Um, a big part with kids, especially the age groups that we use, we talk about the A and what that stands for is always, um, you know, not just serving God and serving others uh, some of the time or when people are watching you, but how we do it all the time, even even when no one's looking. Um, and then we talk more about servant uh, leadership and then obviously um, how our focus is to glorify God in all that we do, um, especially on the court, but then also uh, in our communities in the churches that they're in, um, you know, and, and in their schools as well. So um, Flash started, uh, it was about uh, 10 years ago now. Um, just started, we had a we had a basketball camp. Uh, Andrew Farmer, uh, uh, Nate Pritchard, and myself ran one on a Saturday morning once. And um, I kind of caught the coaching bug right then and really enjoyed working with the kids at that time. And what age were those kids? Those kids were uh, first and second grade at the time. So really small. Really small kids, yep. Yeah. And then uh, it wasn't long after that. Uh, that was when we were as a church, uh, as First Family Church was still meeting at Ankeny Christian Academy. Um, it wasn't long after that, that we purchased the facility we're in now, uh, which just so happened to have a couple basketball courts and some hoops that were already here. And uh, three to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it just kind of hit me at that point, like, hey, maybe we should. Um, we have a lot of kids, I had a lot of young kids at the church at the time. And I thought, you know, maybe it'd be a great time to 
maybe just see what we can do with the basketball ministry and see if it would take off, see what would happen with it. So we started with one team that first year, 2010, and uh, they were a group of, of third graders at the time. Um, those kids are now uh, just finished up their first year of college. Um, but uh, we started with the one team and, and from there it just kind of took off and has, has grown to uh, this past year. We had uh, 10 teams and uh, about 80 kids involved. So And it's not just basketball, is it? Right. We also have a volleyball program now that we started a few years after, after basketball um, that uh, has, I think, this last year, we had almost 100 uh, girls playing volleyball in our program. So, so help, help our listeners distinguish, distinguish between what you've done here over 10 years with Flash and then like Upwards. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. So um, Upward is a program that's probably, um, it, it, they do everything in-house. Um, it's, you have your practices, you play games against other teams uh, that they also compete like in the same facility or the same, same organization. Uh, the Flash program is something that competes outside of our facility. So we go to uh, different tournaments and leagues throughout Iowa, really. Our teams now have, which we used to say central Iowa, but our teams have started to grow and, and uh, the competitiveness has gotten to the point where uh, we'll travel all over the state now um, on weekends playing in tournaments. Uh, so we don't just play against other Flash teams. So like an upward, there's just upward players playing against upward players. Uh, we're playing against the uh, other teams, other club teams in Iowa, so like the Kingdom Hoops and All Iowa Tax and and those type of teams. And so let's just kind of go ahead and ask the $64,000 question because a lot of parents and even folks, I think, listening, pastors even now listening would, would hear that and think, man, traveling team, weekends, like, so you just guys are just gone from church a lot. And I think that's something we discussed earlier, and you've done a great job of really you only choose tournaments that don't include Sunday. Is that generally true? That is, yeah, generally true. And that's pretty hard, yeah. isn't it? It's very hard, yeah. In our in our world right now, um, you know, church is, is always a secondary thing to uh, the idol that is youth sports, especially in our town of Ankeny. So one of the things that we, we really try to do, um, you have to really look deep, but you can find tournaments that are just one-day tournaments where um, we just play on Saturdays. Um, there are some, um, you know, I'm, we're obviously not perfect at it, uh, there are going to be some where you you get uh, where you have to play on a Sunday um, because of the type of tournament it is. Um, but one thing that I've have going for me uh, is that uh, you know I I know a lot of the tournament directors really well. Um, they understand our program. I've made it pretty clear from the start that uh, this is what we're about, and uh, most of them are very respectful of it. And they they'll they'll try not to schedule us during a Sunday morning. That's really good, that kind of clarity mm -hmm. at the outset. And I, as a pastor, RJ, I mean, we worked together for many years pretty closely. I really appreciate uh, when this began, just you committed to like, hey, we, we're not, we don't want to be another reason to pull families away from a priority environment. And man, it's been great to watch you and our families still experience some travel and some moments that can be good, you know, yeah. and yet not miss, you know, an environment where they're growing spiritually with their church family. So thanks for doing what most people don't do. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we, we decided that right off the start, uh, when we decided to go to multiple teams, um, one of our, two of our values were that we didn't want to be a burden on the family's calendars and on their pocketbooks. So um, we really, you know, we know there's, we had a, a growing church with a number of young families and we knew they were being pulled in all different directions, you know, multiple, multiple children and different activities. And so we said right away, we don't, we don't want to spend, 
uh, 15 weekends on a winter, you know, Saturdays and Sundays gone being in gymnasiums and, and being away from church. So we really made that a priority and it's been tough at times to stick to it. We have, uh, we even have had a couple, uh, tournaments where, um, you know, un- the unfortunate thing happened where we had to play on a Saturday morning or on a Sunday morning, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, me and one of the other coaches, we would take the, the players and their families into a side room and, uh, you know, we would spend a, a 20 or 30 minute time where we would just uh, share some devotions, um, you know, share some some stuff from the Bible and then and get a chance to pray with the family. So uh, we tried to do our best when we could to, to uh, uh, you know, give kind of a church atmosphere, even though we were away from church at times. So, yeah, those are rare moments. Yeah, those were rare. Yeah, I think the, the, the uh, vast, I mean, without a doubt, it's been a huge win for First Family to use a competitive term there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to have Flash as a an outreach tool in our community. Now, when you started Flash, let's keep talking logistics for a moment. When you started Flash, were most of the kids involved from the church? Yeah. Yeah. Our first team, um, the first team had 10 kids on it, and uh, nine of them were from First Family. So we were about 90% First Family. Um, even then, as we grew, grew into two and three teams, we still stayed in that uh, probably 80 to 90% range. Um, this last year of the 80 basketball players we had, uh, we only had nine that were uh, first family uh, kids. So we flipped it almost completely. So we're almost 10% now first family kids and, and 90% uh, uh, community. And that's the same in our volleyball program too. So. And, and you like that. I do. I do. Um, I'd love to have opportunities for you know all the kids to be able to play. Unfortunately, even with three gyms, uh, space becomes an issue. Finding coaches becomes an issue. Um, but uh, just being able to have that that um, that influence on on families in our community is something that um, we kind of made that shift early on when we decided to go to multiple teams. We said, "Well, let's let's open this up to the community and and really shine a light on them." So, and that seems to have happened just with the percentage flip. That's quite amazing. What what mechanisms do you have in place, like to ensure that there is some spiritual influence or investment like with your coaches and so forth yeah so um we do uh, some stuff um you know like uh, coaching the coaches um i i probably have the biggest influence with our coaches um i try to really um, have a spiritual emphasis uh, just in personal relationships with them i still try to get most of our coaches to come from first family um and for a while that was actually required wasn't it yep yeah but as we've grown we've got some guys from uh community churches that have stepped up and uh, they've taken on roles as coaches for us. Um, with the kids, what we really try to do, um, a lot of our practice, uh, what we're trying to do at practice, obviously it's it's you know basketball and volleyball related, but uh, we do put a, an emphasis on prayer. Uh, so we always make sure we're uh, taking prayer requests from the kids, from their families. Uh, we pray before practice, after practice, before games, tournaments, things like that. Um, one of the big things for us uh, and one of the <clears throat> one of the great joys that I've had over the years, is that um, you get a chance to see kids that, you know, we kind of teach them how to pray uh, from the very start. And so we'll get some kids that come into our program in, in first, second, third grade. And uh, in some cases, some of them have never been to church. And so they don't even, they don't know anything about God. And we get a chance to, to teach them, you know, um, just even through uh, prayer. And uh, We've had some kids over the years that by the time they get to fifth, sixth grade, you know, they've they've made the decision to accept Christ. They've been baptized. And then the neat thing that we get to see is they've gone from a kid who kind of shies away, doesn't know what to do when we gather up to pray to they're the ones that volunteer to lead the prayer. 
Yeah, that's and, amazing. Yeah, it's really it's it's fun to see when you see a kid that um, even at you know sixth seventh grade that is fearless uh, in front of his peers and and other adults and just says, hey, I want to I want to pray for the team today. You know, that's just it's yeah, it's great for my heart. And you've had moments where you've had parent meetings and you've just kind of been really clear about the gospel. Yep. You've also explained the purpose of Flash and like what your ultimate goal is. It's yeah. not necessarily winning. But it's something deeper. So talk a bit about how even your environment with parents has been an, an outreach to our community. Yeah. So we we said early on, we're not going to be a team that uh, focuses on winning. Um, we do want to win. Uh, we are a competitive program, uh, but we won't ever be a win at all costs. Uh, so we won't just uh, cut kids to take the best kids available. Um, you know, we, we try to improve every kid's, all their, every kid's uh, basketball skills or volleyball skills. Um, but with the parents, um, we really teach uh, that servant leadership um, in our parents' meetings and things like that. I tell them, you know, straight off, if you're looking for a team that's going to win all the trophies, uh, you're not on the right team. You're not in the right program. We love winning trophies, but uh, we understand there's there's lessons to be learned from winning and from losing. And we don't if if a, a team's out there winning every tournament, they're probably not in the right tournaments. Um, and so we want to try to make sure we're getting a good, healthy dose of competition. Um, and ultimately, what we're trying to teach our kids is um, that they can be great teammates um, to one another. And, you know, I've, I've always thought, you know, most of our kids, I mean, we might have one someday. I don't think we have any currently that are going to play in the NBA. <laughs> um, maybe someday. <laughs> who knows? But, uh, you know, currently, um, you know, their best bet is to, you know, they, they maybe can play in college. Um, that's always a goal for, for me with parents. I tell them if they can get any, any part of college paid for, that's a win, right? Um, but let's don't push them that way. Let's push them to be great teammates. Um, and some of the success stories we've had there, um, you know, we've had some kids that have played at the schools here in town at Ankeny and Centennial. Um, uh, we've had a couple that were just on the state tournament uh, championship team that Ankeny had a That's couple right. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't play, but they were both asked to to stay out for their senior year because they were great leaders for the team. So their coach came to him and said, hey, I really want you guys to stay on the team. You know, don't don't quit your senior year because you guys are great leaders. That's a huge win to me. Yeah, that's uh, an influence factor going yeah, on there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we teach. We we want the we want the the parents to know that that we want the kids to be great teammates, to be great human beings. Um, because once they get out into the into college and then into the work world beyond that, um, we want them to be able to adjust and be able to fit right into a team and and not mm-hmm. feel like, you know, they have to win at everything. So And when our listeners hear great human beings, you know, we're not teaching some moral gospel here. I mean right. Flash isn't like, hey, just be a good person. There's clarity about the gospel. There's prayer. There's an yep. ownership of like, you know, uh, our faith because it's a ministry of this church. And yet I hear what you're saying. Some folks will come in and and they're just gonna it's something like, like planting seeds. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, I think it's awesome that there's just a, a commitment to um, self to a servant leadership, yeah. to thinking of others, a sacrificial lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so you've used a word several times that I think is interesting in Christian circles, and that's the word competitiveness. And I know you've had our, uh, not arguments, but conversations with with families, mm-hmm. even among our staff and our elders, about is Flash going to remain competitive? in how they select players, or can it just be a everyone join? And Flash is not a participation trophy kind of environment. Yeah. You don't get a trophy because you're in. Nope. You have to win, mm-hmm. which I think is healthy. And I think our community sees that. And to them, I think to the outsider, it seems pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a win for us. Like, 
We're not trying to create a false environment. Like we, we as Christians also know there's competition. We want to be good at what we do. And so we're just going to kind of go after it. And yet it's not done in a selfish way. You right. know, the Bible never condemns ambition. Mm-hmm. It just condemns selfish ambition. Mm-hmm. Flash has been a good window into how you can be ambitious, competitive without being wrongly competitive. So talk to us a little bit about maybe some of those conversations you've had with people, why you remain competitive, or you could use the words traveling team, and yet how your competitive teams are different than perhaps other ones in the community. Mm-hmm. One of the the biggest differences between us and other competitive teams is the whole tryout process. So on a, on a normal competitive team, they're going to be looking for the best players every year. So they're going to have a tryout process, and your kid uh, could be on the A team this year, but next year when he tries out, there's other kids that got better, and now my kid's on the B team. And it could be that he was on the A team for a couple years uh, with the same kids, but then you know as they grow older and different abilities change, now he's a B team or a C team player, and all of a sudden you're put onto a team where you're having to adapt to all new families and get to know people. Um, you know, that maybe you haven't had a relationship with before. Uh, with Flash, we try to remain competitive um, by keeping our teams together as much as we can. <clears throat> so we do have, there is turnover every year. Um, kids that will go off to play in other um, other teams, other um, other programs, um, which is okay with us. We've I've said this to all our families, all our kids. I, I have so many um, kids that I consider Flash kids throughout our community. Um, and when they, when they choose to go to another program, I'm still a fan of them. Um, you know, they're not, you know, unless something went wrong, um, you know, they, uh, they've gone for, you know, personal reasons in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, what it is, is, um, they're looking for a program that plays year round, um, because their child has now decided that basketball is their favorite sport. And that's what they want to do the whole time. Um, I, I encourage that you play every sport you possibly can. So especially at a young age. Uh, so we won't be a year-round program. So we lose some kids that way, um, but that's okay. Um, we're okay with that. Um, so we basically, when we we don't do a tryout process, we have our camps. Um, so our camps will have uh, it's it's like a three or four day tryout basically for us. We get to see kids, um, and then when we do have to replace a player, we look for the right fit. Um, and the fit is uh, how does that kid get along with the other kids on the team, and then how does the family fit in. Um, you know, can the family, can the family exist well with everyone else? Are they completely different than everyone else? Are we going to have any type of issues with them? Um, you know, we kind of look at all of that before we make our fits. So our teams don't have a lot of turnover. Um, our, I would say flash, unlike other programs is kind of hard to break into. Um, every, every year, right about this time, I'm getting, uh, dozens of emails a week, people saying, I can't, I want to play on the flash team this year. Um, I, we try to get as many teams as we can, you know, so that we can accommodate some families. Um, but every year we have to tell people no, and that's a, that's a pretty hard thing as well. So. And one of the distinctive features is it just costs substantially less to be involved in flash, but you probably, I wouldn't say probably, I'd say you do, but this could be a up for debate, but I think you get far more uh, of what really matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is not just basketball, right? So yeah, you could talk about that. Like the cost is a yeah. distinctive feature. Yeah, so we're we're extremely blessed with uh, a couple a couple big things that help us keep our costs down. Um, one being a ministry of First Family Church, um, you know, and in First Family's posture when we uh, purchased this building was to be a tool for our community, and Flash is one of those tools. 
So we don't have the overhead of paying for gym space or having lights on where a lot of teams have to rent or reserve other, other gyms. And those in Ankeny, they're, they're uh, a hot commodity that come at a premium. Um, so we don't have to pay that. So, um, you know, we don't, we don't collect any money for that. Uh, there's no re- need for a, a parent or a family to pay that. So we don't collect it. Um, and then we're also blessed with uh, a lot of uh, adult uh, men and, and women in our, our community that give up their time and they coach for, for no cost for us. Um, you know, I do, I, I try to deck them out in as much flash apparel as I can. Amen. Um, we love, you this. know, to just to give them a quick <laughs> thank you. But, uh, but yeah, they're doing it. They're giving up time, uh, you know, multiple times a week and then on the weekends, uh, you know, just to be able to, to pour into these kids. So with those, when you combine those two things, um, not having to pay for any payroll or overhead, it's easy to keep the cost pretty low. You know, it's interesting. I think a lot of folks listening may not realize that in most traveling teams of that nature, the coaches are paid, mm-hmm. whether it's soccer or yep. volleyball or um, basketball. And so that's interesting that those two items have really ne- enabled you to to create a large platform to yeah. minister to people in our community. Yep. Um, and I love that. I think uh, Flash has been one of the ways that our church um, has rung a bell that was heard well. You know, they say often you only get one chance to ring a bell. Right. And uh, when we when we set out to ring the bell of this facility and establish, you know, like what's the reputation going to be when folks want to use it? We just committed, like you said, to say, you know what, if you need to use our building, for the most part, if it's not a long-term mm. uh, usage, you can just use it. And then we have a deposit, I think, in case something breaks, but then you get that back, I think, right. if you don't yep. break anything. But there's not like a rental fee, not an hourly charge. And our elders were just very clear that it's part of our mission yeah. to underwrite that. And it's in all frankness, I think our electricity costs, you can correct me, you'd know this because this is your area, <laughs> but I think they run 60000 plus a year just to keep the lights on. Yeah, yep. And so I love our elders and our, our administration, our, our leadership to be able to say, hey, we are committed to local outreach in ways that perhaps aren't really visible, like just keeping the lights on, but so teams can use it. So mm-hmm. your team's not the only teams that use our building, are they? Right, yeah. When we have space available, uh, the Flash teams would be the only ones that use it on a consistent, regular mm-hmm. basis. But when we do have uh, time available, like right now, uh, there's a volleyball camp going on here that's not associated with Flash. Uh, we have other teams that come in and use a facility when we have a, a time for them. Uh, mm-hmm. People reach out. Um, if we can do it, we're willing to accommodate them. So. I love that. And I think Flash has been key in that. A lot of families have great first impressions of yeah. our church because of that. Mm-hmm. So it is competitive, but yet it's ministry focused. It's substantially, uh, it's affordable. And so you're just able to see a lot of people, interview families, talk to their parents and the kids. Uh, you know, sometimes when I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed at certain times of the year, I'll see kids who will post tons of flash pictures from their past. And you're always in there. Yeah. And, you know, they're growing up now. They're showing a picture of when they were like third grade. Right. It's amazing the influence you and Flash have had on a number of kids in our community Yeah. just from basketball. And and like you said, some have been saved and baptized. Uh, others have had um, rippling effects even into their parents. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking especially of this one funeral we recently did together. I don't know all the details you know more, but I thought it was interesting that when she needed help with her, I think her mother passed. Yeah, yep. She talked to you at practice. Yep. And I think I'm right in this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you said, well, our pastor will help you. Right. And she called out of the blue. Yeah. And I think together we were able to hold the funeral for her mother here in our church. 
and had multiple witnessing opportunities yeah, through that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was great. You that can was, spend on that if you want. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those times where, um, you know, a family that doesn't have a home church, um, you know, they're really only tied to uh, the church world is coming here to a, a practice. And then when a, a tragedy hits and they don't know where to turn, um, you know, the, again, the light went off and, hey, I'm in a church a couple of times a week. Let me ask them, you know, what, what do I do? Yeah. And that gives us a great opportunity to just say, "Yep, we're here for you. Um, we're gonna we'll, we'll help you out in any way we can." So, and that's even modeling servant leadership. Yeah, absolutely. That you teach your kids. Yeah. Walk us through anything else about Flash that if someone's hearing this, and they're wondering, like, well, if we were to start a sports outreach thing in our community, like maybe what's some things they wouldn't know that you've learned along the way that you didn't know when you started. Yeah. Anything like that at all? Yeah. It's a lot of work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not easy, uh, but it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, there is some, there's some great wins along the way. Um, but there is, um, there's a lot that's out there that, um, you know, you have to learn along the way. Um, and actually we're, I'm actually walking a, a family through this right now at uh, one of our local schools, um, at Ankeny Christian Academy, they're looking to start a youth basketball program. Um, and so when they went to their, it's a parent of a, of a younger child and, and they went to their head coach and said, um, how do we start this? And, you know, we, we've earned this reputation in the, in the community that we know what we're doing. And so, uh, he said, well, I, I can't really tell you, but call RJ. And so I've sat down with this family and we've talked for quite a bit about what they need to do to start this. And, uh, he actually was at camp last week, kind of shadowing us to see how we do things. Um, and those types of things, um, again, another way for us to, uh, show some servant leadership. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's a, it's a great way. I, I try to remain as open as I can to anybody that wants to do this. Um, I've offered so many times to help people, um, when they're starting. Um, you know, I, I think that's just another way if you can't get into flash, um, and you have some, uh, some resources, um, I'd be happy to help you try to start it. Um, you know, and, and other, other churches, uh, you know, that are hearing this, um, I'm always available for conversation and, and love to talk basketball and sports. So that's true there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but one thing you just, uh, said not that long ago, Todd, that I just wanted to touch on too. Um, you talked about, you know, all the different kids that have, um, you know, you see pictures and stuff. So just this last week, we, we had a basketball camp for young kids, first and second grade, third and fourth grade. Um, so those camps happen with a lot of coaches helping me, but along the way, I, I also get a lot of help from counselors. And so the counselors that I use are usually they're they're ex flash athletes. So they're usually kids that are now in high school that played, you know, flash growing up and now they're given back to the to the kids by by providing a lot of leadership in that way. Well, this last week my so my son Brock and and uh, one of the kids, David Robrand, that was on the very first team, uh, they were back here both helping in the camp and uh they, they pulled me aside and they said, you know, what's crazy is we'd been counselors while all these current counselors were actually kids in the camp. And as I, as I heard them say that, I was like, you're right, guys, this is, it was just a real neat picture to think like how it's just one, one generation is just given back to the next generation. And it was pretty, pretty fun to think that some of those kids that are, you know, fourth grade right now, you know, in probably a short six years, they could be counselors again. And these counselors will be in college or beyond college and they're coming back to coach and helping. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a great, it's a great cycle to be a part of. So you should have a flash family tree. <laughs> I know. You know. Just kind of chart all yeah. that because it's, it's, it's very meaningful when you begin to see, um, yeah, like you said, like just things turning over year after yeah. year, generation for generation. Yeah. 
And that's powerful for like David and mm-hmm. I think I saw Abel here. Yeah. Uh, some of those guys just to be able to to see that, hey, there's more to this than just playing one weekend or trying to win one trophy. And I think that's what I love about Flash is right. there there is an obvious greater purpose involved. And I think our community knows that. You've mm-hmm. got that great reputation that you've worked hard to build. Yeah. And that really, to just be in all frankness here, that's that's a win for First Family. So you talked about helping other churches and just being open-handed with what you know God's done through you. Give some contact information, maybe a website. Help us um, help our listeners. Maybe say, "Hey, I want to talk to RJ about this." So yeah, sure. Um, so you can go to uh, AnkeyFlash.com, um, and that's a that's our website. That's um, it has all the information about Flash, what we are, um, you know, our our beliefs, our kind of our mission statement. Um, it'll show you some uh, things about our structure. Um, there's a contact uh, button on there. You can you can get that. It'll send me an email. I'll get it directly, and uh, that's probably the easiest way to contact me. Okay, AnkeyFlash.com. And is there a Flash swag store link? <laughs> no, <laughs> only a few times a year. Only when the season's getting ready. So well, the truth is, only those in the in the league or in the in the program get the the, the wear right. They well, don't... anybody can order them, but oh, they can. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. it's always on the website. But yeah, I always like it when. Uh, those few times a year, you start seeing more flash apparel, the new stuff. I'm like, man, they're 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 repping real well today yeah, and yeah, bringing it out. It's always fun to see when you're in a high V or a Target and and you run into someone wearing a flash shirt and you have no idea who they are. <laughs> you, know? you guys have got some for cars. Uh, yeah, we got decals for cars. Yeah, We've kind of done anything we can to to market it to get the name out there. So uh, before we go, walk us through a couple hurdles you've had, maybe some. Um, you know, in the right sphere here, some conflicts. I know the one we've just dealt with, uh, not just dealt with, the one we have dealt with has been around the competitive nature. And and I know you've chosen to re- remain competitive in that sense, like it's not just to sign up and you can play. Yeah. And in fact, I'd even say this, I don't think that everyone's guaranteed equal playing time. No, they're not. Yeah. Those Which are, I think is healthy. I think yeah. that's just real life. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, uh, but it's I, hard to navigate that, isn't it? Yeah. With families, yep. especially in this participation trophy culture we're in. Yeah. So walk us through some of the things that have been tough, the yeah, conflicts. So that, that's probably the biggest hurdle is is trying to get people to understand the the niche that that flash mm, exists. That's in. a good word. It's a niche, um, isn't it? Yeah. Because there is a you know, there's there's a parks and rec level. Um, and I think there's uh, you know, when people hear that flash is associated with a church. They instantly think that well, that must be like a Parks and Rec or an Upward, and so they think okay, equal playing time. So my kid's going to go there. He's going to play. He's you know, it doesn't matter their ability. They're going to go and they're going to play. And there's been times where you know we'll we'll have to say well, you know, we had him at camp, but you know, the better fit for a team is a different player. And and sometimes it, it might happen to be a, a church member whose kid wants to be on our team, and we end up having to choose, or we we do choose someone else to fill a spot that we might have open on a team. Um, that can create some uh, relationship issues. Um, what I've learned over the years, uh, I haven't always done it well, <laughs> um, but uh, I have learned over the years, it's best to just be honest. Um, you know, we do try uh, as best we can to accommodate as many different levels as we can. Um, I think this year for the first time, we're going to try to have two teams at every age group. Uh, probably in most of the age groups, it will be uh, where one team's uh, probably a little more skilled than the other team. The other one's maybe more of a developmental team. Um, that's going to allow us to be a little more open to even more families. Um, but that's always been a hurdle is, you know, what is that, what is that niche flashes in? And then, you know, on the opposite spectrum of being the, um, 
you know, where everybody gets to play, the opposite spectrum is we're going to only take the best players available. And so we have some families that think that's what we are. And so then when, you know, the team gets formed and they see a kid that maybe doesn't have, uh, hasn't, you know, developed as quickly as some of the other kids, his ability's not quite there yet. They wonder why that kid's on the team playing with their kid, you know? And so you kind of have navigate both waters um, see, and yeah. try to stay in the middle a little bit, um, you know, and let them know that we're, we don't operate in that, um, you know, in that lower level group of, of, uh, of, uh, play, but also not in the most elite level either. Our kids aren't going to, I mean, it's crazy. The youth basketball youth sports world is crazy. You can get, you know, third grade kids that are traveling all over the country to play against the other best third graders in the country. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't buy into that. Um, I think we can stay right here in the Des Moines area and we can play great competition. So, um, so I, you know, we also have to let people know that's not us. We're not going to be, you know, going to, uh, you know, the East and West coast to showcase our, our eight year olds. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so there's, there's that, that hurdle right in there. Um, playing times, one of them who's on the teams is another one. So, well, it's a growing process. I know I appreciate the way you just handled that conflict at times. And I think clarity's helped, like you said, about what our niche is. And as a pastor, I'm just thankful that you're, you found a way and God's led you and empowered you with the desire for something that actually is being used now to reach our community, to help us reach our community. It's not a, you know, a, a silver bullet, right? but it is another hook in the water. It is. And man, I just think that's a, a, a valuable thing going on here. So thank you, first of all. Yeah, you're welcome. And for not giving up. What do you think's in the future? I know you've talked about it's a lot of work. I know yeah. your son's kind of now leading as a counselor. Yeah, so he's a, he's a coach for a one coach. of the teams. Okay, so what do you think the future old. looks like? Um, you know, that's, that's hard to say. The future is, I know it's bright. Um, the, the program continues to just attract more and more people. Um, I think, uh, you know, the next thing for us is to start to figure out um, how do we utilize uh, more space. Um, this year we're going to have a few issues with court time, um, but we're, we're working for, at some unique ways to get around that. Um, we might even have to get into the point where we are operating outside of First Family Church and, and renting gyms in other areas now to be able to, you know, house more teams and be uh, to get as much uh, to get as much, uh, you know, as many people in our community involved in the program that we can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whatever the Lord has, he'll empower us yeah, and provide. Amen. I know amen. that much. I know your time, too, is uh, always on my heart as far as your focus. And you've done a great job balancing all that. But I know it. It just, um, I'm praying we we figure out, you know, hey, what is the next step forward, even from your perspective? And God's going to raise up who we need. Right, I'm confident exactly. Of that. And exactly. Uh, thanks for your passion, not just for sports, but thanks for your passion for the gospel and for the Lord to use this as an avenue to help children and kids, especially, grow yeah. into future leaders. And yeah. it's cool you're seeing some leaders now, like you said, counselors. Exactly. And that's like the living proof that Flash works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really neat to see. That's really cool. RJ, thanks for your time today. Again, ankeneyflash.com, is that right? Yep. And uh, you can ask any questions you want there. Uh, RJ's been our guest today, RJ Parks, and it's all about Flash, and it's uh, one of the ways we are reaching locally in our community. So contact him if you have any questions, uh, want help with that. Maybe one day we'll see, like, you know, Flash in different pockets of Iowa. Yeah, maybe. Flash maybe. Sheraton, Flash yeah. Otumwa. There you go. Flash Ames, I don't know. Yeah. Just keep multiplying, right? Yeah, whatever the Lord wants. All right, guys. Thanks for listening today. RJ, thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. And we'll see you on the next episode of Neighbors and Nations.
Thanks for listening to the Neighbors and Nations podcast. To learn more about how to support this podcast and our partners, go to toddstyles.net slash podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app.